So chief fire igniter came from that. So it was like the role of igniting others in the marketplace, Mm. right? To be demonstrators, to be revealers, to be carriers and revealers and releasers of his love, of his purity, of his passion, of his power. What does it look like to really do business, not just for the glory of God, with the presence of God and see impact in people's lives and communities, industries, and all of that. Welcome to episode 64 of the Ministry at Scale podcast. I'm your host, Chad Williams. Join us as we discuss trends, learn from experts, and share practical tips to help your ministry multiply its digital impact. Well, today we have the honor of learning from Shay Bynes, and I love Shay's background. She's got an undergrad in computer science, so coding, what I, what I learned on, what I loved. She's got an MBA in management, so she knows how to manage. And for the fast, past nine years, she's been the founder and chief fire igniter at Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur. She's also the host of the podcast, Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur, and author of several bo- books, including The Kingdom's Guide to Goal Setting. You know, for all of that, what I've appreciated getting to know Shay is just seeing her heart for kingdom work and for people and really desiring to see people flourish. I, that, that just really comes out as, uh, as I've gotten to know Shay over the, over the past few weeks. So Shay, welcome to the show. Thanks, Chad. I'm happy to be here. Uh, Shay, you've got a, a great, um, I don't know if you call it a pedigree or training and the different things, but just, just tell us your story. How did you yeah. come to the point where you started Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur? Okay. So that's a little bit of a lengthy story, but it's a really good one. So (laughs) to give a little background. So like you said, my background is in computer science. So I went to college. I started my corporate career at IBM Corporation as a software engineer. I pretty much was going up the ranks at IBM and various technology related things. But that whole time I had a business on the side because I really wanted options. Mm -hmm. And so in 2009, Uh, I remember as I was writing out my goals, which I did every year. And at that time in my life, my relationship with the Lord was kind of like this. I have my goals. Lord, please bless my goals. Right. That's Mm -hmm. just kind of how our relationship was at the time. And so I created my goals and I was asking the Lord to bless my goals. Hadn't asked him his thoughts concerning my life or my goals. (laughs) But for the first time that year, I heard him speak to me about my goals. Mm. And he said, you're going to leave your job by June of 2010. And I knew that was a lure because that wasn't in my plan. And I'm a meticulous planner and a strategist. And I'm like, that wasn't in my plan. So I knew that was the Lord. So I wrote it down. And then I did what any strategist would do and planner would do. I created a laundry list of things that I was like, now these are the things that will make sense for me to accomplish before I leave my job as the Lord has Mm -hmm. instructed. So that's what I did. I go through that whole year feeling increasingly uncomfortable in my career. People are getting laid Mm. off left and right. I started praying and asking for asking God, please let them lay me off because then I'll have a year's worth of severance pay. I'll have a year of health insurance. And then some of my biggest concerns will be met because I had a really Mm -hmm. great corporate salary and a very small business income. Mm -hmm. And so I was getting really uncomfortable. People were getting laid off and I got a promotion because God's got jokes. (laughs) And so... (laughs) So I go into 2010 and Chad, I'm at this business conference. I'm headed to the last session. I'm ironing my clothes. And I heard from God, like I had never, ever heard from God before. And I have not heard from him like this since. And it was one word and it was go. Mm. And it shook me. That's Mm. how 
emphatic the go was Mm -hmm. that I sensed, you know, in my heart and felt like I heard it everywhere. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so with that, I called my husband and I told him, he goes, Hey, he goes, if this is how God's leading, you know, let's do it. And I called my boss when I got back home and I was like, I don't know how to tell you this, but I got to give my 30 days notice. He said to do what? I'm like, I don't know. He said, where are you going? I'm like, I don't know. What? I don't know. Wow. <laughs> and so I did leave my corporate career. My last day was May 31st, 2010, one day before mm. June, 2010. Mm. So that's the first crazy story. Now that was the first time that I'd ever made a decision that I really felt like it was just really at a almost really reverential fear of the Lord, honestly, at that time of my life, based off my relationship with him. It's like, I knew that was God and I needed to go and I didn't care where it was next. I just, I needed to go, you know? And so, so basically after that, I go into about six months of totally grinding it out, trying to do all the things I was in real estate at the time. That was my side business. I was doing real estate investing and I was consulting people who were just getting started in real estate investing Mm -hmm. and helping Mm -hmm. them to secure private money partnerships for their deals. That's what I was doing. Okay. And Mm -hmm. so I just took all my time and threw it into that. And I knew what I was doing, but I was making this little progress, tiny, tiny progress. It didn't make any sense. And about six months of me, like burning the midnight oil, trying to make all the things happen. I heard from the Lord again. And it was, are you done yet? Mm. (laughs) To which I said, yes, actually I am. This doesn't seem to be working. And why did I leave my job again? And so that's when I really began to incline my ear toward the Lord concerning my work life. Like I've been paying attention to the Lord in other areas of my life, but as it related to my work, it's kind of like, I owned that. You're like, I got this, you know? And so that started my relationship with the Lord in a, in a, in a different way. And so I started then starting to work with him and so, you know, really seeking his heart concerning what I was doing in business and why I even left my job and what this looked like. And so fast forward two years of just kind of walking that out, still doing what I was doing. One of my real estate buddies reached out to me and said, Hey, I met this woman. And when I met her, I felt like we were supposed, I was supposed to connect the two of you. And I said, okay. So he connects me to a woman and she says, I have this client that I really feel like I'm supposed to connect you with. And I'm like, okay. So she Mm. connects me with a woman named Antonina Gear, who ends up being the co-founder of Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur. What happened is, and this was in March of 2012, we met and I knew instantaneously that there was a very specific reason why we met and I couldn't put my finger on it. So about six to seven weeks after we had met, I said, Antonina, I feel like God brought us together as friends, like for a really specific reason. And she says, I've been sensing the same. And so I said, well, let's pray about it and come back and talk about what, you know, what the Lord shows us. So we did that, came back in a week, talked about some stuff. She was a business owner and had a full-time job as well. We're like, nah, it's none of that. I said, let's pray and come back again. We do this three Mm. rounds, pray and come back, pray and come back, pray Mm. and come back. And she says, Chad, I have these words in my journal that the Lord gave me. I have no idea what he wanted me to do with them. I don't know what it's about, but the words are kingdom driven entrepreneur. And Mm. when she said those words, what flew out of my mouth, it was the Holy spirit. I had no idea what I was talking about. And I said, that's a community. It's a movement. And it starts with a book. And she's like, Oh, and I'm like, Oh, (laughs) Mm. so if you can imagine me, uh, me in Florida, a woman I just met a handful of weeks ago in South Carolina are now sitting here on this phone and saying, okay, well, what is a kingdom driven entrepreneur? What does that look Mm. like? How in the world are we starting a community and a movement that starts with a book? How are we writing a book on this? And Jesus, what is this? And so for the next several months, it was us like with the Lord, like walking this out. What does this mean? What does this look like? What's on your heart? And sure enough, in November of 2012, we started kingdom driven entrepreneur. She hasn't been involved in operations for years, but we started 
it together. It was a community and a movement that it started with a book that we wrote and gave away and invited wow. people into a community. So that's how I started doing Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur. I always love to tell the story because I'm a highly unlikely person to start something called Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur. <laughs> I didn't even know what a Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur was when the Lord said it, even though I've been, you know, I've been in church all my life, had a relationship with the Lord, but it's like he was doing something in me as I'm saying yes to the assignment to do something, you know? Yeah, and yeah. so I was learning and sharing as I go, yeah. as was my co-founder. So that's yeah. how we started really, really wild. So that's yeah, a, nine years ago. Nine years ago. That, yeah. that's, that's amazing. And yeah, it was wild. <laughs> I call it the wild and crazy and amazing adventure with God. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. There's a couple points that just kind of stood out to me on that. One is, yeah. is you're stepping out in obedience. And yes. you, you know, it's, it, it started with the, the, even just writing it down when, when you felt the impression of God saying, Hey, you know, you're going to be onto something different in yeah. 18 months or 12 months or whatever that was, yeah. um, you know, writing that down and, and, and praying through that and that stepping out in obedience. I don't, I, I mean, <laughs> that, that is so key for anybody of faith to be able to learn how to do that. Yeah. And it can be, it can be scary. Yes. It can be tricky. Yes, it can be, you know, the thing. So remember how I said how the first time that happened when it was leaving my job, I did it out of reverential fear of the Lord. Yeah. This, yeah. The next, the next move to do kingdom driven entrepreneur was different because right. Even though I was saying yes to, I was sensing like, okay, you're doing something, you know, now we've met and now he's giving me this word, word through me that I had no idea, you know, what this was. For us to actually start it, God did something really awesome in my life that made it possible to keep moving. I was at a, this was September, 2012, hmm. and I was at this women's conference and the pastor was giving a message about how God gives us eyes to see, you know, uh, things from his perspective and gives us ears mm -hmm. to hear. And so she had asked all the ladies to pray. She asked all the ladies to sit down and she was praying over us and asking God to show us something or speak something to our hearts. And as she's doing that, she's asking women, she goes, if God showed you something, stand up, you know, if God, if God mm -hmm. spoke something to your heart, stand up. So there's all these ladies standing up and I'm like, I'm not hearing anything. I'm not seeing anything. And I'm feeling a little frustrated by that. Cause I'm like, I'm out here doing this thing with this woman I just met. And like, I yeah. know there's more to you, God, than I've ever experienced before, you know, that I've ever experienced. I know there's more. So after she's done praying, all the women are standing up and uh, she's giving her final words. And Chad, out of nowhere, I fell to the floor. Nobody laid hands on me or anything. I fell to the floor and I could not get up off the floor, no matter how mm. much I tried. It was like there was a big fat angel on my back or something. <laughs> and no matter, and I was feeling really self-conscious. And I was like, Lord, like I knew it was God. I'm like, why I'm on this floor? Get me up off this floor. And since I couldn't move, I was like, okay, Lord, clearly wanted my attention. You know, what is it? And as soon as I said, what is it? I had this open vision. It was like watching a movie and I was a child on the playground playing the trust ball game where you fall backwards mm -hmm. and trust the person's gonna catch you when you fall. Mm -hmm. And so what happened is I went backwards. I trusted enough to go backwards, but then I put my arm back and braced myself for a fall. And I heard a voice say to me, that's what you do to me. Hmm. And so I'm just sitting there like really convicted and you know, lovingly convicted. And I hear, do you wanna know why you do that? I'm like, yeah. And he says, because you have absolutely no idea how much I love you. 
Mm-hmm. And so from that moment, now I'm able to get off the floor. The next, the next day, the next several weeks, the Lord was inundating me with revelation mm-hmm. about his love for me. And mm-hmm. so what happened was I went from being obedient at a reverential fear of the Lord mm-hmm. to being obedient out of love and out of the adventure yeah. of doing yeah. life and all things with him. It yeah. changed me forever. So it's like, yeah. and that happened just a couple months before having to start this movement that didn't make any sense around this topic that I was new at, you know, and it was just, it was just really amazing. And I just, I'm really grateful that he did what he did the way he did it with me. I really am. You know, the way that the Lord works in different people's lives, really, really, it's about dealing with our identity, right? Yeah. Like who we are in Christ Yes. and just getting a picture of how much he, he does love it. I mean, I'm working through that with some of my kids right now. Just help them see, you know, you, you know, if you're walking obedience, you, you, you can't fail. And I mean, it all depends on how we define failure and success. That's right. You can't fail if you're walking in obedience with, with that's right. And that's uh, right. It changes everything when you just start operating. I mean, considering I was very performance driven and achievement oriented as a, as a young child and as a college student and really as a corporate employee, you know, uh, and a side business owner. I mean, he really just, he just really rearranged me in a really beautiful way that now I can operate out of those strengths Mm -hmm. that he has placed on the inside of me. I can operate out of that, but they're all submitted to him. And that's completely different. Like I don't have to achieve or perform for anything or anybody, you know what I'm saying? It's just a different orientation. It really changed everything and helped me to walk it out all things in faith. Cause it has been an absolute faith journey in the last several years. Yeah. You know, when, when you said you're, you're, you know, when you're first starting, stepped away from the corporate and you're burning the midnight oil that, that really <laughs> reminded me of Psalm 127 where it says, you know, the, the, the man who is, is he, he, he goes to bed late. He get up, gets up where he work, to, anxious work, toy, an, anxious oh. toy. Yeah. Eating the bread of anxious toil. Yep. And, uh, you know, when we can come to the point where we're okay with who God made us, we're okay with the opportunities he brings our way. We're, we're okay with the opportunities we lose because yes. we know that he's the one that's in control. That's and, right. Uh, uh, one of my, my most, my most popular book is called grace over grind, how grace will mm. take your business where grinding can't. And that was based out of what God did in my life, just a few months after starting kingdom driven entrepreneur, where he completely reoriented me again around yeah. what it looks like to work by the power of his grace and not in my own strength, you know, and in my own ability, it changed every, it just, there are all these like moments with God. They were just like <laughs> fundamental pieces that changed everything for what was to come. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm still being changed for what is to come, you know? That's a, that's a lifelong process, isn't it? It is. It is yeah. from glory to glory, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so your title is the chief fire igniter. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> so right. like, do you sit around with a, with, with a lighter all day long? You <laughs> with know, a lighter? Or, or uh, so, so here's, here's another thing maybe. So I, I own some um, hunting property yes. and we're actually doing some controlled prescribed fire. And so I just ordered a drip torch. So are you the one carrying the drip torch, the <laughs> chief fire igniter, lighting the, uh, lighting the fires as you go? So here's how the name came about. I love, I love when people ask me this question. So I did not give myself a, t- a cutesy title. What happened was about a year into Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur and a time of fasting, the Lord gave me this title, Chief Fire Igniter. And it was mm-hmm. after he gave me a, he had, he was leading me, he was talking to me about the purpose of why Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur existed. He took me into a study 
on fire in the Bible. And what I was seeing how it was how fire represents his presence, how fire represents mm. his power, how fire represents his passion, his love, and how it represents purity, right? Mm. And so he's like, all of these things that fire represents, that's what you carry and you release and you ignite people to carry and release that in the marketplace, mm. right? To be demonstrators of. So chief fire igniter came from that. So it was like the role of igniting others in the marketplace, mm. right? To be demonstrators, to be revealers, to be carriers and revealers and releasers of his love, of his purity, of his passion, of his power. What does it look like to really do business, not just for the glory of God, with the presence of God and see impact in people's lives and communities, industries, and all of that, you know, that's, that, that's where that came from. That's, that, that, that's awesome. And uh, to, uh, um, to, to, to relate it back to how, how God, I mean, God is really the ultimate chief fire igniter. Exactly. And uh, <laughs> um, we're, we're, we're just passing that, that fire. That's along. right. Yeah. <laughs> we just get to be distri- distributors, you know, yeah, yeah. ambassadors and distributors. Yeah. So, so I've interacted with and worked with a number of business consultants and a yeah. lot of them have their, uh, a, a way that they do it, whether it's uh, the e-myth model, entrepreneur myth model, or scaling up or traction or some of those. So as, as you're working with organizations and, and striving to, to, to light the fire of, of God's kingdom work going, working through them, what yeah. is your process or what is your framework that you use as you're working with, with organizations? Yeah, that's super good. So we have this thing called the Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur Alignment Framework. And so, right, if you were seeing, I I wish I could show you the picture, but this is audio, right? But at the base of it, it's identity, right? Mm -hmm. So everything everything starts with that foundation. Everything grows and thrives from that foundation. So everything I'm about to say to you is these are the things that we work with people through and operate with them, right? Yeah. So you've got identity. And then we have like these pillars on top of identity, right? So so let's talk about identity first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, are you talking about your identity in Christ or your what or the business identity yes. or what what kind of identity are you talking about there? Yeah, absolutely identity in Christ for this aspect. Also mm-hmm. being able to uh trust that you hear his voice, you can discern mm. his voice, that you can work with him. So a lot of this aspect of identity is like who you are as a son and a daughter, who you are as a king, who you are as a priest, right? Mm-hmm. Who you is, who you are as a faithful servant, like all these various aspects of what it means to be a minister in the marketplace. So all these mm-hmm. aspects of beautiful things about our identity of who we are in Christ, you know, and how mm-hmm. he expresses himself through us. Right. So we take a lot. So we have, we actually walk people through that. I mean, it's very mm-hmm. much a discipleship process yeah. as much as anything else, right? So that's identity. That's that aspect. So we're really looking to cultivate people to the point where they can say, I can be, my formula for success is faith plus obedience. If I can just be mm-hmm. faithfully obedient, if I can do this with God, be willing to move, you know, as I'm led, be willing to like, you know, that aspect of things, that's mm-hmm. how we're helping people to kind of walk things out. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. identity at its base. That's great. Then you have like assignment. Okay. So what does that look like? What's the assignment of your business? What's your assignment in your business? What does that look like? And let's make sure we're aligned with that. There's a lot of people who are chasing after guru blueprints and business models of all these different types or business types of all these different types. And it's like, that's not your assignment. 
So mm. you're, you're just chasing after something, but if you get with God and align with what he has on his heart concerning you mm. and the assignment for this business, that's where we thrive in him, right? Ultimately, all of this is for eternal, we're talking about e greater eternal ROI, mm -hmm. kingdom influence and impact. And yes, financial ROI as well in terms of growing and profitability and being a distribution center of the resources that come to you and through you, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you've got assignment, then you have assets. And most people think assets, they think I'm talking about money. I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about heaven's assets, right? Mm -hmm. Heavenly assets that we have access to. You know, mm -hmm. we actually have an unlimited God that we're in partnership with. So what does heaven's economy look like? What does it look mm -hmm. like to operate out of that? What does it look like to mm -hmm. operate out of provision? Not, you know, from provision, right? Mm -hmm. Not for provision, but from provision. What does that look like? What are your spiritual gifts? How do those show up mm -hmm. in how you serve? in your business. Like, so we have all these like assets, heavenly assets, we call them. And mm -hmm. we focus on helping people to grow, identify them, grow in them and mm -hmm. create a culture of that. Right. That's actually connected to someone, which is culture, the culture of your company, kingdom culture within yourself, and mm -hmm. then kingdom culture within your company and kingdom culture within your business ecosystem, whoever's mm -hmm. lives you touch through the work that you do in business. Mm -hmm. Right. So let's see, what are we talking? I'm trying to make sure we got all of them. So we talked about. Um, you had identity. Yeah, identity. Assets, culture. Yes. Okay. So then we also have that last one is operations. And so mm -hmm. with operations, we're talking about what does it look like to have a kingdom lens in the operations, all the operations of your business? So yes, this is marketing, but what does Jesus have to say? Like, what can we learn from Jesus? and the king of kings concerning marketing and how can we approach that? How can we avoid the ways of the world that are contrary to the ways of the kingdom of God in our marketing, right? Yeah. Not just marketing, every area. What is this yeah. like for staffing? What does it look like? So we are operating. It's this, the whole idea is to help people to align with the king mm. of kings across all of these aspects, all of these pillars grown on, a, on this foundation of growing in identity for greater mm -hmm. eternal ROI, and yes, greater financial ROI as well. That's great. That's what everything that we do is centered around that. that that's a great framework. That's And that's unique in the marketplace. Um, I, yes. I really think it is because, yeah. and it's not just here's your foundation of God and then your marketing, your sales and everything else above that. It's yes, here's your foundation of identity and and the obedience and the faith really flows through, through everything through that everything, we do. Through all and of it. Yeah. I mean, that's what, uh, that's what kingdom loving is about, right? Whether, that's it. That's it. Business, whether we're in ministry, no matter, no matter what it is, we should be working out of our calling. That's exactly right. And when I talked about culture, remember I was talking about how, you know, kingdom culture, like right at the heart of kingdom driven entrepreneur, when we're thinking about and talking about kingdom culture, it is working by the power of God's grace instead of our own grind. It yeah. is operating yeah. out of a spirit of unity and collaboration. It's, you know, honor for uh, honor for others, right? An honor yeah. toward others. It's, um, we talk about collaboration, unity. Oh gosh, I think of radical generosity, right? Mm. So we take these elements of just kingdom life and we're just like, okay, this is, what does that look like in the context of business? And how do you create that culture, regardless of whether you're employed, regardless of the faith backgrounds of your staff yeah. and those you touch, what does it look like to create kingdom culture within yourself? outside of you in your business and in that mm -hmm. business ecosystem with those things that are right at the heart. Oh, that's, that's, that is so needed. So needed. Yeah. So and, it, it's, uh, it's been fantastic. It's been just an awesome, an awesome, uh, an awesome ride. I always say I get to do this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so 
I, I, you have a background in software engineering. Yes. And now you're, you're working with, with business owners and mm -hmm. business leaders. So, so in our audience that we're, that we speak with, the, the, the folks that are listening to this are, are probably involved with ministry, probably on the digital side of ministry. Yes. Um, so, so how has the digital side impacted how you work with organizations? Well, it's been everything for us because we've been a global movement from the start. Mm. So even though, and also we're a team that is all over the place, right? Mm -hmm. So we have relied on digital from so day COVID, one. The, my co-founder wasn't even in my the, city. So the pandemic didn't take you guys by surprise. The pandemic did not take, right. There was nothing that we needed to pivot during the pandemic, except we had to cancel our face-to-face -face events. Yeah. Outside yeah. of that, yeah. nothing else changed because that's our flow, right? We already yeah. were huge users of zoom. Our mentor yep. community already operates in zoom, you know, our team meets in zoom, you know, so it's like, so nothing changed from that perspective. So technology has been, I mean, for every area of what we do has been really key. We had to work through systems fast, right? We yeah. had to make sure yeah. we had all of our, we have systems in place. We got better, you know, with yep. each stage, but we had to have systems in place that were technology based from the, from the, from the very beginning. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Yeah, no, that's, that's good. That's great. What, what about other areas like, um, like social media? Um, how are you, you guys using, using that from the, yeah. or, or how do you advise the companies that you're working with to think about digital and social media and marketplace and all, all those yeah. Different things? Yeah. So, so I think social media is a, a fantastic platform to get messages out, right? And to continuously get a message out and communicate. I think one of the, the traps that people get into is trying to do all the things all at the same time and too soon, right? Yeah. And so our approach and also the approach, because again, we're talking about doing things by the power of God's grace instead of our own grind, you know, has been find those, find a platform or a few platforms, but don't feel like you need to do all the things all yeah. the time, right? Find yeah. some places where you can show up and be consistent. A lot of people in the beginning, they're, they're doing a lot of roles. You know, some people, you know, when they come to, they already have staff people who that's their full-time job. But even if that's your full-time job, still find a few and be really good at communicating and connecting there and mm -hmm. then grow, be fruitful, mm -hmm. then multiply, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, so that is the, that's been our approach and it's the approach that we mentor others to take as well. And if you are at the point where you can do seven platforms consistently and with excellence, then praise God, but don't yeah. feel like you have to do that. And certainly don't try to do it too soon because you won't be able to do it in excellence at all. Yeah. So I want to take a, just a, just to roll back a little bit about sure. what, what, when you're talking about identifying your assignment and say, you know, where is God leading you and your, your yeah. organization? And how do you work with a leader who, who may feel like God is leading them this direction, but they have a team that is either, uh, that, that doesn't quite catch that vision, or maybe they have a vision to go a different way. And so how do you work with a leader to help them bring alignment? So everybody is rowing in the same direction. Yeah. Um, especially, so, especially for those collaborative leaders, they like input, they want one input, which is a healthy thing. And yes. so how do you, how do you, how do you encourage collaboration yet still be the fire igniter say, no, this is the direction where God's going without pushing people off the boat. 
Well, it's funny. It's just, even we are walking through that. Right. So I'm actually, by the way, no longer the CEO a year ago, my husband took the CEO. Uh, awesome. seat. Now I'm more like yeah. advisor, you know, <laughs> advisor at this point, but, but he's actually working. Th- I mean, we have to even work through that ourselves. Right. It's like God gave, so God gave a vision for this thing that we are looking to communicate so that people are know like this is where we're headed. But you can do that. You can do that without ignoring people's feedback, because mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. this goes back to honor. So if we honor mm-hmm. what's on the inside of the people that God's blessed us with, then we get a reward from mm-hmm. we get the reward from the honor that we have for them. So mm-hmm. I don't find them to be like, OK, so you have to be able to do this, but don't hear their input. And you can't be like, I just want to hear their input, but I don't have vision. You've got to yeah. be able to seek God for yourself and have and have some framework of vision and mission of why this thing exists. He birthed it in your heart. He yeah. surrounded you with people to come alongside with what he's doing. And there's things that are inside of them that will help to refine and add to, but you've got to have a solid place where you're starting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then honor the people that you've been blessed around with. And then you do have to filter. I mean, some things aren't going to be in alignment. Some things will, right? Yeah. We have absolutely been made better by refinement that comes from the people that God's blessed us with on our team, you know? Yeah. And it's like, saying, okay, well, wow, I didn't see that aspect of that. I saw this. This goes yeah. back to the unity of unity and collaboration, right? A, right? a spirit of unity and collaboration is knowing that I don't have all the answers, Right. Yeah. And so I want to hear what others have to say, because it helps me to refine, retool, whatever is necessary. But also I have to have a base so that I can filter through. Yeah. 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 That that filter is what gives you the the ability to be able to say yes to the right things and no to the other things. And yes. uh, and to refine and improve based on the, right. uh, the team input that you that you've got. Yeah, that's, that's, that's right. Because it's, it's very easy to get off mission. Like, and if you don't yeah. have, and if you're not, if you don't have a sense for it, it's, it's even easier, yeah, right? If you're right. either, if you're driven by, if you're driven by your, 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 the finances and you're making decisions mm-hmm. only based off of the finances, mm-hmm. then it's easy to get off because you'll be yep. hopping onto every opportunity yep. that seems to make financial sense. And then if you don't have a particular like mission, mission, vision assignment, mm-hmm. like this is why we exist. This is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to just grab hold of things that sound good and they're good ideas, but they're definitely not God ideas. And then you end up grinding in your yeah. own strength and then you got to maintain it yourself. You don't have God's favor all over. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's like, it's, it's so important to have that. And for us, what that looked like for us was slow, but consistent growth in the beginning. There was a lot of things that we said no to. No, we're not adding that. I know you guys are asking for that, but no, we're not adding that because that's not within what God has for us. Some of those things that people asked us for seven years ago, we're just doing, we're, we're doing them now, but seven years ago, it wasn't for us to do. Right. I can't remember who coined this, but like every overnight success takes 10 years in the making. (laughs) Right. (laughs) For real. It was a real, it was a slow, consistent you know, yeah. growth. And then yeah. when we hit after I released grace over grind, that book, which was in 2018, January, 2018, mm-hmm. the months after that, that was like a breakout book. And just God did, mm. this was God's favor was all over the message within that book and everything began to increase. But that was after years, mm. of just like consistent show up, serve, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, say no to a lot, true. say yep. yes to the, say yes to the right thing, say no to the yeah. wrong things, make, make yeah. some mistakes. Yep. Get up, keep going. 
Yeah. So, so during that process, how did you test new ideas? I mean, you obviously had a filter, but even some yes. ideas that you have within the filter, how, how did, how do you, how do you test new ideas that our audience can yes. learn from? Yeah. So one of my favorite things, and I, I think I have saved many, many people, lots of money and lots of time. <laughs> Just one thing, which is what, what, what mistake, a mistake that I see is a lot of people assume oh, if I create this, they will come. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I know that people need this information and they need this product. So I'm going to invest all this time in production and content creation and packaging and doing all the things. And you'll feel super productive, but then when it's time to, and then be mad when you release it and it's crickets, right? Yeah. So we don't release stuff without pre-selling, testing Hmm. it out by our people willing to invest in things. We've Mm -hmm. had numerous things that we rolled out that we had already figured out what it would look like, but we didn't invest in the development of it until people were bought into it. And so so talk about that. What does that look like? Give us a couple of examples. Yeah, sure. So for example, I'll take a course since I was on the content thing. So there's been times where there is, there is a course, this has happened probably three times where there's a course that I'm really feeling like, I think this is what's needed in the community. And I think this is what I'm supposed to be doing. As opposed to just going into hours of recording and doing all the things, yeah. we would, I would put an outline together. I was like, okay, this is what I think it would look like. This is module mm-hmm. one, two, da, da, da. This is what this offer is going to look like. And then, hey, here's an offer, right? It's We're in beta mode or you know mm-hmm. whatever, or this is the founder's launch or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And we would mm-hmm. pre-sell it at a discount price put a deadline on it. And then we'd see the receptivity to it. Hmm. And so there was one time, no, there were two times that from that process, the feedback was, yeah, this is not for now or not for at all. Mm -hmm. All the other times it was the feedback was people paid, people registered, people enrolled, people applied or whatever. So it was like, ah, okay, cool. Now, now we can move forward. Right. And that has saved so much money, Hmm. so much time. And so much irritation. <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> that's, that that's great. That is a great yeah. tip for anybody. If, you, if you're involved in ministry and you have this idea, or even if you're, you're, you're a founder and leaders have an idea, you say, Hey, that's great. Why don't we test it doing yeah. this? And, and that even t- comes down to, you know, first building a prototype, getting that prototype out there. But that's where I was heading next. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah and then identifying what is your MVP, your, your, your yes. minimum viable product. What's the, What's the smallest thing that we can do to generate, to, to test this, to make sure it yes. works before you just go feature bloat and yes. uh, invest a lot before it even goes to market. That's right. It's like, this applies to, you know, software, various, yeah. you know, products, programs, service offerings, all types of things you could apply that concept to. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. that's really it's good. Super helpful to have that feedback. And I'm going to even say this. One of the things when I told you that we had, mo- like, there was two times I can think of where it was like, yeah, this is not it. What's funny about one of those times was that we even did market. We even had a market research group. Like we mm-hmm. had people in the community yeah, in the this group giving us feedback, saying, this is what we want. This is what it would look mm-hmm. like. This is how much it would cost. And still with the feedback of those 12 people or 15 people or whatever it was, when it was time, not even those 15 people said, but it's like, they yeah, were the I'll ones put, who were like, I'll this is what we need. And we're going to help, you know, what I'm I really put money on the line and right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. So it's, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. So I say that to say that when people say to me, yeah, but I've been getting a hundred emails about this, that people want it. I'm like, but will they pay for it? 
That's right. Yep. And will they pay for it now? Yep. Right. So these things matter. It's not just about the feedback coming in. It's yep. also about testing that out. Yeah. yeah. Get real world, real world experience. And see yes. will, they, will they actually put, put money on the table for it? That's yeah. right. Will they invest in this? Do they see it as, do they see it as valuable enough for them to invest in this right now? So you've been working with organizations for the past nine years, helping yeah. bring kingdom living principles and really infuse that into their organizations. Yep. Can, can you just share one story of where a life has been transformed through, uh, through working with you guys? Oh gosh. Oh, there's so many stories. All right. Let me pick a, uh, okay. One of my favorite stories is one of our, one, someone who's now a team member of ours okay. and she had a home-based bakery hmm. and she had a dream to have a, um, storefront bakery. But she also had this conviction about not going into debt. So she mm -hmm. was believing for the ability to expand at whatever God's timing was debt free. Yeah. yeah. But the vision in her and in, 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 in her household at the time, they were struggling a bit, even with mm -hmm. her bakery or whatever, they were struggling. And there was one day, so she's been a part of the community for years, really since the beginning. Mm -hmm. So she was like learning how to like walk this thing out in faith. You know, I know, I know that God's showing me something and I'm sensing he's saying, take a step out, even though none of this details make sense right now, nothing yeah. circumstantially makes sense right now. And she started to take those little steps. I'm feeling I'm supposed to be looking at some buildings. Oh, I'm driving. And I'm really feeling like he's like, Hey, drive over here. So I'm going to drive over there. And she, and if you hear her testimony, it's crazy. Her mm. bakery, her, her storefront bakery has been open six years now, mm. but her, the background story of how she had to walk that out in faith with all the, every circumstantial detail never made sense. Every step of the way that she had to continue to say yes to this, sign on this dotted line or whatever, but she had to walk with that confidence that I have heard from God on this thing. And I'm just believing that as I keep saying my small yeses that, mm. and we keep progressing, that he, he has already made the way, right? Mm. And it's so beautiful because then they're able to, they're able to start, but our vision around the bakery wasn't just about, Hey, I always wanted to have a storefront bakery. It was, I want to have an impact in my community. Yeah. Now she's got a bakery yeah. where people in government come in and say, gosh, it's so peaceful here. You know, she's got a place mm. where people come and And even though she doesn't wear a, a badge that's, you know, mm -hmm. she doesn't like throw Christian stuff all over the place, but they know that when they come there, that if someone's having a rough day, someone will pray for them. You know, yeah. it's just, yeah. so she has, it's like there, she's like a beacon in her community there. And now is great going, growing in kingdom influence in her city. Now being asked to sit on city councils and, you know, all mm. of these types of things and bringing kingdom influence where it started with sitting in her living room with a dream for a storefront bakery when she had absolutely yeah. nothing. And by the way, when she opened that storefront bakery, she did that thing debt free. God made a way of provision. It's a many, many fold story, but ultimately all the way down to the, to the, the equipment that she needed to put in there, God provided every single step of the way, completely debt free. Well, that is, that's, that's awesome to see yes. how, like what you said, it was the little steps of walking by faith. Now, does that mean Momentum. that God's calling everybody to start their business debt-free? No, no, but that's what God is leading her to. And, and for that's her right. walking obedience, that's what it looked like. And, uh, yes. And that's, and yeah. that's really, really key, which is why we spend so much time focusing on your own relationship with God. We're not yeah. giving anybody formulas 
for, we have one formula in Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur, which is faith plus obedience equals success. That's the mm -hmm. only formula. We have a framework, an alignment framework for greater eternal ROI and financial ROI. But God has your blueprint, right? He has your unique blueprint. So you've got to go to him to get that, right? And you've got to go to the source to find out which resources are going to come alongside you to help you. But you can't look at resources like sources because then we get off into, you know, good ideas, but not God ideas and grinding and having to maintain things in your own strength. So, so that's what it's like. It's just really helping people to really grow in the confidence of walking that out with God, doing mm. all things in business with God. No, that's uh, that's fantastic. That's really good. So Shay, what's one book or resource that you've read recently that you can recommend to our audience? Um, so Okay. So it's interesting. So I read this particular book recently, but I don't think it would connect with everybody, but it's the most recent one I read. Yeah. And it's called A Catalyst for Change hmm. by a gentleman named John Bost. Now, what's interesting about John though, is that he, he's like 72, 73 years old now, but he was a, is a kingdom person who's worked in all these different sectors from education mm. to uh, to being an entrepreneur in the marketplace, to being an executive pastor at a church, to serving as the mayor of a city. So he has all this. So what I loved about the book was how he was talking about and giving the stories and the lessons learned about cross-sector collaboration. Mm. How do you work in that spirit of unity and collaboration mm -hmm. cross-sector, right? And that's what I loved about that book. And it's something that, you know, God has placed on my heart in terms of, you know, cross-sector collaboration. And that's why I was really into the book and it was good. That's right. Really I met good. John. He's a great guy. Yeah. yeah. Was that John Boss? Is that Boss, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. B-O-S-T. Yeah. That sounds yeah. like you're, uh, a good book. I'll have to look that one up. I've not heard of that one. So great. Yep. Well, well Shay, this has been really insightful just in, in terms of hearing your framework and knowing that kind of framework can apply to any organization, whether it's a ministry, whether it's a business, we That's want right. to be walking in step with where, where God is leading us. And, uh, yes. and so I, I think that's a, that's a super, super helpful framework for us to be thinking about. And just thanks so much for joining us and sharing your Absolutely. heart. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Chad. It was fun. I love Shay's passion for helping organizations be kingdom infused in all that we do. And I hope you're inspired as I was for living out our calling by walking in obedience each and every day of the week. So I hope today that you can bring that same sense of walking in obedience, of faith, of listening to the Holy Spirit as you're reading the word, as you're striving to walk and follow with Jesus every day, that that would just be a living and breathing part of who you are each and every day. So thank you so much for listening to Ministry at Scale. Until next week, keep learning, keep growing, and keep impacting your world for Christ.